fateful interview. 1. What thing is this that, built of salt and lime and such dry motes as in the sunbeam show, has power upon me that do daily climb the dustless air, for whom those peaks of snow wear up the lungs of man with borrowed breath, go laboring to a doom I may not feel, are but a pearled and roseate plain beneath my winged helmet and my winged heel. What sweet emotions, neither foe nor friend, are these that clog my flight? What thing is this that, hastening headlong to a dusty end, dare turn upon me these proud eyes of bliss? Up, up, my feathers, ere I lay you by to journey barefoot with a mortal joy. 2. This beast that rends me in the sight of all, this love, this longing, this oblivious thing that has me under as the last leaves fall will glut, will sicken, will be gone by spring. The wound will heal, the fever will abate, the knotted hurt will slacken in the breast. I shall forget before the flickers mate your look that is today my east and west. Unscathed, however, from a claw so deep though I should love again, I shall not go. Along my body, waking while I sleep, Sharp to the kiss, cold to the hand as snow. The scar of this encounter like a sword will lie between me and my troubled lord. 3. <coughs> no lack of counsel from the shrewd and wise how love may be acquired and how conserved warrants this laying bare before your eyes. My needle to your north abruptly swerved. If I would hold you, I must hide my fears, lest you be wanton, lead you to believe my compass to another quarter veers. Little surrender, lavishly receive. But being like my mother, the brown earth, fervent and full of gifts, and free from guile, liefer would I you loved me for my worth, though you should love me but a little while, than for a filter any doll can brew, though thus I bound you as I long to do. 4. Nay, learned doctor, these fine leeches fresh from the pond's edge my cause cannot remove. Alas, the sick disorder in my flesh is deeper than your skill is very love. And you, good friar, far liefer, would I think upon my dear and dream him in your place, then heed your bent seats and heavenward sink with empty heart and noddle full of grace. Breathes but one mortal on the teeming globe could minister to my soul's or body's needs. Physician minus physic minus robe, confessor minus Latin minus beads. Yet should you bid me name him, I am dumb. For though you summon him, he would not come. 5. Of all that ever in extreme disease, Sweet love, sweet cruel love, have pity, cried. Count me the humblest, hold me least of these, That where the red heart crumpled in the side, In heaviest durance, dreaming or awake, Filling the dungeon with their piteous woe. Not that I shriek, not till the dungeon shake, O oh God, O oh let me out, O oh let me go, but that my chains throughout their iron length make such a golden clink upon my ear, 
but that I would not, boasted I the strength, up with a terrible arm and out of here, where thrusts my morsel daily through the bars, this tall, oblivious gaoler eyed with stars. 6. Since I cannot persuade you from this mood of pale preoccupation with the dead, not for my comfort nor for your own good, shift your concern to living bones instead. Since that which Helen did and ended Troy is more than I can do, though I be warm, have up your buried girls, egregious boy, and stand with them against the unburied storm. When you lie wasted and your blood runs thin, and what's to do must with dispatch be done, call Cressid, call Elaine, call Iselt in. More bland the ichor of a ghost should run along your dubious veins than the rude sea of passion pounding all day long in me. 7. Night is my sister, and how deep in love, how drowned in love and weedily washed ashore, there to be fretted by the drag and shove at the tide's edge, I lie, these things and more. Whose arm alone between me and the sand, whose voice alone, whose pitiful breath brought near, could thaw these nostrils and unlock this hand. She could advise you, should you care to hear. Small chance, however, in a storm so black, a man will leave his friendly fire and snug for a drowned woman's sake and bring her back to drip and scatter shells upon the rug. No one but night with tears on her dark face watches beside me in this windy place. 8. Yet in an hour to come, disdainful dust, you shall be bowed and brought to bed with me. While the blood roars, or when the blood is rust, about a broken engine this shall be. If not today, then later. <clears throat> if not here on the green grass with sighing and delight, then under it, all in good time, my dear, we shall be laid together in the night, and ruder and more violent, be assured, than the desirous body's heat and sweat that shameful kiss by more than night obscured wherewith at length the scornfullest mouth is met life has no friend her converts late or soon slide back to feed the dragon with the moon nine when you are dead and your disturbing eyes no more as now their stormy lashes lift to lance me through as in the morning skies one moment plainly visible in a rift of cloud two splendid planets may appear and purely blaze and are at once withdrawn what time the watcher in desire and fear leans from his chilly window in the dawn shall i be free shall i be once again as others are and count your loss no care oh nevermore till my dissolving brain be powerless to evoke you out of air Remembered morning stars, more fiercely bright than all the alphas of the actual night. <clears throat> 10. Strange thing that I, by nature nothing prone, to fret the summer blossom on its stem. Who know the hidden nest, but leave alone the magic eggs, the bird that cuddles them should have no peace till your bewildered heart hung fluttering at the window of my breast till i had ravished to my bitter smart your kiss from the stern moment could not rest
Swift wing, sweet blossom, live again in air. Depart, poor flower, poor feathers, you are free. Thus do I cry, being teased by shame and care that beauty should be brought to terms by me. Yet shamed the more that in my heart I know, cry as I may, I could not let you go. Eleven. Not in a silver casket, cool with pearls, or rich with red corundum, or with blue, locked, and the key withheld, as other girls have given their loves, I give my love to you. Not in a lover's is not, not in a ring worked in such fashion, and the legend plain, semper fidelis, where a secret spring kennels a drop of mischief for the brain, love in the open hand, no thing but that, un gemmed, unhidden, wishing not to hurt, as one should bring you cowslips in a hat swung from the hand, or apples in her skirt, I bring you calling out as children do, look what I have, and these are all for you. Twelve. Olympian gods, mark now my bedside lamp blown out and be advised too late that he whom you call sire is stolen into the camp of warring earth and lies abed with me. Call out your golden hordes, the harm is done. Enraptured in his great embrace I lie. Shake heaven with spears, but I shall bear a son branded with godhead, heel, and brow, and thigh. Whom think not to bedazzle or confound with meteoric splendors or display of blackened moons or suns or the big sound of sudden thunder on a silent day. Pain and compassion shall he know, being mine. Confusion never, that is half divine. 13. I said, seeing how the winter gale increased, even as waxed within us and grew strong the ancient tempest of desire, at least it is the season when the nights are long, well-flown, well-shattered from the summer hedge, the early sparrow and the opening flowers. Late climbs the sun above the southerly edge these days, and sweet to love those added hours. Alas, already does the dark recede, and visible are the trees against the snow. O oh, monstrous parting, O oh, perfidious deed! How shall I leave your side, how shall I go? Unnatural night, the shortest of the year! Farewell, tis dawn, the longest day is here. 14. Since of no creature living the last breath is twice required, or twice the ultimate pain, seeing how to quit your arms is very death, tis likely that I shall not die again. And likely tis that time whose gross decree sends now the dawn to clamor at our door, thus having done his evil worse to me, will thrust me by, will harry me no more. When you are corn and roses, and at rest I shall endure, a dense and sanguine ghost, to haunt the scene where I was happiest, to bend above the thing I loved the most, and rise and wring my hands, and steal away as I do now, before the advancing day. 15. My worship from this hour the sparrow drawn alone will cherish, and her arrowy child whose groves alone in the inquiring dawn rise tranquil, and their altars undefiled. Seaward and shoreward smokes a plundered land to guard whose portals was my dear employ. 
Raised are its temples now. In violate stand only the slopes of Venus and her boy. How have I stripped me of immortal aid save theirs alone? Who could endure to see, forsworn Aeneas with conspiring blade, sever the ship from shore, alas for me, and make no sign? Who saw and did not speak the brooch of Troilus penned upon the Greek? 16. I dreamed I moved among the Elysian fields in converse with sweet women long since dead, and out of blossoms which that meadow yields I wove a garland for your living head. Danae, that was the vessel for a day of golden Jove I saw, and at her side, whom Jove the bull desired and bore away, Europa stood, and the swan's featherless bride. All these were mortal women, yet all these above the ground had had a god for guest. Freely I walked beside them and at ease, addressing them by them again addressed, and marveled nothing for remembering you, wherefore I was among them well I knew. 17. Sweet love, sweet thorn, when lightly to my heart I took your thrust, whereby I since am slain, and lie disheveled in the grass apart, a sodden thing bedrenched by tears and rain, while rainy evening drips to misty night, and misty night to cloudy morning clears, and clouds disperse across the gathering light, and birds grow noisy and the sun appears. Had I bethought me then, sweet love, sweet thorn, how sharp an anguish even at the best, when all's requited and the future sworn, the happy hour can leave within the breast. I had not so come running at the call of one who loves me little, if at all. 18. Shall I be prisoner till my pulses stop to hateful love and drag his noisy chain, and bait my need with sugared crusts? that drop from jeweled fingers neither kind nor clean? Mewed in an airless cavern where a toad would grieve to snap his gnat and lay him down, while in the light along the rattling road men shout and chafe and drive their wares to town? Perfidious prince, that keep me here confined, doubt not I know the letters of my doom. How many a man has left his blood behind to buy his exit from this mournful room these evil stains record, these walls that rise, carved with his torment, steamy with his sighs. 19. My most distinguished guest and learned friend, the pallid hair that runs before the day, having brought your earnest counsels to an end, now I have I somewhat of my own to say that it is folly to be sunk in love, and madness plain to make the matter known. These are no mysteries you are verger of. Every man's wisdoms these are, and my own. If I have flung my heart unto a hound I have done ill, it is a certain thing. Yet breathe I freer, walk I the more sound on my sick bones for this brave reasoning? Soon must I say, tis prowling death I hear, yet come no better off for my quick ear. 20. Think not for a moment, let you mind, wearied with thinking, doze upon the thought that the work's done and the long day behind, and beauty, since tis paid for, can be bought. If in the moonlight from the silent bough suddenly with precision speak your name, the nightingale be not assured that now his wing is limed with his wild virtue tame. Beauty beyond all feathers that have flown is free, you shall not hood her to your wrist, 
nor sting her eyes, nor have her for your own in any fashion. Beauty billed and kissed is not your turtle. Treat her like a dove. She loves you not. She never heard of love. <clears throat> 21. Gone in good sooth you are, not even in dream you come, as if the strictures of the light laid on our glances to their disesteem, extended even to shadows and the night, extended even beyond that drowsy sill along whose galleries opened to the skies, all maskers moved, unchallenged and at will, visor in hand or hooded to the eyes. To that pavilion the green sea in flood curves in and the slow dancers dance in foam. I find again the pink camellia bud on the wide step beside a silver comb. But it is scentless. Up the marble stair I mount with pain, knowing you are not there. 22. Now by this moon, before this moon shall wane, I shall be dead, or I shall be with you. No moral concept can outweigh the pain past rack and wheel this absence puts me through. Faith, honor, pride, endurance, what the tongues of tedious men will say, or what the law. For which of these do I fill up my lungs with brine and fire at every breath I draw? Time and to spare for patience by and by, Time to be cold and time to sleep alone. Let me no more until the hour I die defraud my innocent senses of their own. Before this moon shall darken, say of me, she's in her grave or where she wants to be. 23. I know the face of falsehood and her tongue honeyed with unction, plausible with guile, are dear to men whom count me not among, that owe their daily credit to her smile. Such have been succored out of great distress by her contriving, if accounts be true. Their deference now above the board, I guess, discharges what beneath the board is due. As for myself, I'd liefer lack her aid than eat her presence, let this building fall. But let me never lift my latch, afraid to hear her simpering accents in the hall, nor force an entrance past mephitic airs of stale patchouli hanging on my stairs. 24. Whereas at morning in a jeweled crown I bit my fingers and was hard to please, having shook disaster till the fruit fell down, I feel tonight more happy and at ease. Feet running in the corridors, men quick buckling their sword belts bumping down the stair, challenge, and rattling bridge chain and the click of hooves on pavement, this will clear the air. Private this chamber as it has not been in many a month of muffled hours, almost lulled by the uproar, I could lie serene and sleep until all's won, until all's lost, and the doors opened and the issues shown, and I walk forth hell's mistress or my own. 25. Peril upon the paths of this desire lies like the natural darkness of the night, for me unpeopled. Let him hence retire whom as a child a shadow could affright, and fortune speed him from this dubious place where roses blenched or blackened of their hue, pallid and stimless float on undulant space, or clustered hidden shock the hand with dew, 
whom as a child the night's obscurity did not alarm, let him alone remain, lanterned but by the longing in the eye, and warmed but by the fever in the vein, to lie with me, sentried from wrath and scorn by sleepless beauty and her polished thorn. 26. Women have loved before as I love now, at least in lively chronicles of the past, of Irish waters by a Cornish prow, or Trojan waters by a Spartan mast, much to their cost invaded, here and there, hunting the amorous line, skimming the rest, I find some woman bearing as I bear, love like a burning city in the breast. I think, however, that of all alive, I only in such utter, ancient way do suffer love. In me alone survive the unregenerate passions of a day when treacherous queens, with death upon the tread, heedless and willful, took their nights to bed. <laughs>